Welcome to Dad Factors. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what? We're using this. We're using this right here. And today on the show, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do a little recap of all of the 12, 14, 14 episodes we've done. Yep. Okay. And we're going to talk about their parting words of wisdom. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about them and their parting words of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Them and their parting words of wisdom. Uh, we'll do that in just a minute, but first, let's do the quote of the day. Quote of the week. Quote of the week. I'm sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Pardon me. The quote oh. of the week comes to us from Ben Cook, okay? And he is actually scheduled to be on the show in April. Be, sh- be sure to check that out. Nice. Uh, owns a chain of gas stations up in Alaska. Uh, super nice dude. And he said he sent a quote that says, "We only have, we have two lives." And the second one begins when we realize we only have one. Hmm. Confucius. That Confucius, he said some smart shit. We have two lives. The second one begins when we realize we only have one. That's cool. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna be a segue nice into what we're talking about today. Yeah. And if, uh, if you guys have a quote of the week, make sure you hit us up on our uh, email. That's probably the best way to get a hold of us. Yep, dadfactors at gmail.com. All right, let's start the show. We love coming to you every week with life stories that have the potential to change your life or your kids' future. We want to continue to improve the show, so if you'd like to support the show or even buy us a beer, log on to anchor.fm forward slash dadfactors. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash d-a-d-f-a-c-t-o-r-s and click on the support link it'd be super appreciated this episode of dad factors is brought to you by wallace brewing company wallace brewing company has the finest craft beers i've ever tasted they have a great variety of beers such as the vindicator ipa 660 india style pale lager the huckleberry shandy the Select Lager, the 1910 Black Lager, and the Red Light. I drink it. I give it to the guests on my show. It's a great beer. They got a brewmaster up there at Wallace Brewing Company, Jack. Brewmaster Jack puts this stuff together, and it tastes fantastic. Next time you're out at the grocery store, pick yourself up a six-pack. You will not be disappointed. And as always, Wallace Brewing Company reminds you to drink responsibly. Jason and I want to start a quote of the week, and we want your help. If you have a funny, motivating, or otherwise dastardly quote, Hit us up at dadfactors at gmail.com. If you want to or know someone who would be an entertaining guest on the show, you can contact us with the same email. That's dadfactors at gmail.com. So episode one, we talked with Brandon Martin. Yeah. Right? His parting words of wisdom were... Grind it out. Yeah. And we talked about uh, how he started his window business, right? Mm-hmm. And how he was uh, struggling. He struggled for a, quite a while, and he figured out this method where he would knock on doors. Yeah. And uh, get doors slammed in his face. And then once he finally did get somebody on, he would ask them for contacts and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. which is a method that we now employ on the show. Uh, when we have guests on, we ask them for people that they think would make good guests and their contact information yeah yeah uh his what a great first episode he uh 
I mean, it was so motivational to hear of a guy that, I mean, he wasn't given his success, right? Like he went out there and earned it, which I thought was, I don't know. That's exactly what we want on the show. You know, that's what we want to hear about um, and how you pass that on to your kids. And so, I mean, he said, you know, he would, every guest that we've had so far has said that they'll support their kids in everything. I mean, a lot of them have said like, uh, you know, we, I wouldn't encourage necessarily going to school unless they're going to school for something uh, specific. But I think all of them have encouraged like trade schools and he was one of those guys. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. I, he was great first, first guess. And that, uh, grind it out. It, um, it kind of set the tone for almost everyone else's, uh, uh, parting wor- words. It really did. Yeah. yeah. He, he nailed it. Yeah. He did a great job. Yeah. Uh, who was the second guess? Who, uh, next guess was JC. Episode two, we had JC Edwards, a mm-hmm. uh, longtime friend of mine, you know, Yep. Uh, great, just all around great dude. Lived in Hawaii for a little, a few years. He's, we went to college together. He's done loss prevention pretty much his whole life. Yeah. You know, which is if, if people don't know, loss prevention is difficult to start in because you make peanuts, you make nothing. Essentially. Yeah. And I'm, I, I know from knowing several people that have done that, that that job is incredibly frustrating at least to start because you have to go off like, uh, you know, uh, the store that you're working for, their corporate guidelines. So you witness somebody stealing stuff, certain stores, they have a no hands on. So you can try to like, Hey, come here. I see that you're wearing 14 coats and they can just walk right by you where other stores, they have like a tackle policy. Like (laughs) as long as you're on the property, (laughs) you're mine. So it was good to hear from him. Yeah, it was great to hear from him. It was great to have him over. Uh, in the studio here, and and just mm-hmm. you know have have a couple drinks with him and chat with him about you know stuff that he's been doing. His his son's doing great. Uh, his parting words of wisdom were, uh, "It's uh, there's always a solution to the problem. There's always a solution to the problem." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we were talking about he he figured out how to change out a wheel lug. Right. Yeah. Because he was he was talking about how he didn't want to pay somebody else to do something that he could do. Yeah. Um, And and he figured out how to change out the not the nut, not the lug nut, but the actual bolt bolt. the the lug lug stud or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, Definitely uh, something that I think is easier today to do than it's ever been before in history. You can YouTube literally almost anything. Um, you know, it, where before you had to have a encyclopedia yeah, or a series of encyclopedias. Um, <clears throat> now you just go to YouTube and type in your problem. And I don't know, I would say probably nine times out of 10, I'm able to find what I'm looking for or more. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, they say you can do almost anything off YouTube. You know, you could learn ba- brain surgery. <laughs> yeah. All so right. episode two with JC was super awesome. Yeah. Yep. The episode three we had. Episode three was uh, we introduced ourselves. So you probably got dumber for listening to that. Ourselves on. And there was something on there that we mentioned in another episode that I wanted to mention and I forgot is that we, I I really want to, and we'll get to this in a minute when we get to Mark Hammond's quote, uh, 
but I, I always, I always want to keep asking questions. You know, I, I always want to meet interesting people and mm-hmm. ask them how they did this and how, what was your method and, and why you did it that way. And, and, uh, hopefully be a better person myself. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Always learn to grow or always grow. Yeah. Uh, so number four was Mark Hammonds. Yeah, Mark. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think his was don't be afraid to ask questions or something. That, like that. is actually. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and that's what he was talking about. Is is he said we've kind of as a society gotten away from this uh, Socratic method. That's what he how he put mm-hmm. it of asking why. And he said, we need to get back to that, basically. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, in the first episode, uh, Martin talked about just talking to people at a gas station. It's that asking questions. It's that getting to know people that's definitely fallen uh, to the wayside with, you know, social media. And uh, I don't know, people are just more introverted, I think. Absolutely. And I've I've been actually trying to be better at that you know striking up a conversation with people oh yeah yeah every time you fill up yeah <laughs> if they're there yeah huh. yeah and it's definitely better than that awkward uh you know there's a, a woman filling up on the other side of the pump and they're like i hope this guy doesn't want to try to you know rob me or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so all right and then uh Let's move on to guest number five, which was Dave Agan. Episode five with Dave Agan. Yeah. Dr. Dave. Yeah. Dr. Dave is a chiropractor and his parting words of wisdom were. They were, don't let the loonies run the asylum. Don't let the loonies run the asylum. Which I have to say is up there is my, one of my favorites. I guarantee you that's probably my most favorite yeah. of, of what anybody said and because it's so true, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't, uh, is it would be like letting the inmates run the jail. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. you can't do that. You're just going to have anarchy and chaos. <clears throat> and if you let your kids run your life. Yep. Or same if thing. you let the kids run the house, yeah, you're going to have anarchy and chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Great to talk to that guy though. I mean, the stories that that guy had were was awesome yeah you know successful dude put him uh went through uh chiropractor school <clears throat> which i've always wondered you know how that goes so it was, it was very good to hear from him right so, yeah hunter yeah active shooter you know, yeah well not an active shooter he actively <laughs> shoots i guess <laughs> yeah he's not uh, the guy at the mall but yeah, whatever no, no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So the next guy that we had was Ron Heath. Ron Heath. Man, I have known that guy. I'll be 44 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've known that guy since I was 18 years old. Now, 16. Yeah. 16 years old. Great dude. He's a, he's a great person. He's the kind of guy you sit down with and you just want to talk to him. Mm. And he, and then he'll grab a guitar and start singing songs and playing the guitar. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, he was singing a song, playing the guitar when I came over to yeah. start the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I actually recorded that and <laughs> sent it to him. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were his parting words of wisdom? His was, uh, life is about choices and consequences. Oh, yeah. And he kind of went on to say, uh, you can make any choice you want. 
mm-hmm. if you make good choices, there's going to be typically good consequences. Yeah. And if you make bad choices, well, you get. Isn't the that truth? I mean, yeah. That, that can be put to literally anything: grades in school, mm-hmm. drinking and driving. Yeah. I mean, literally anything. Uh, being overweight, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a dig on anybody. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, anything. It could, it could be put to anything. If, you, if you're if you not successful, it's probably the choices that brought you there. It's the truth. Yeah. I mean, rather than, you know, do your job or look for a better job or whatever, you sat around doing whatever, playing video games, moping. watching TV, moping. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all about consequences. And then the next guy that we had on the show was uh, Ryan Sawyer. Ryan Sawyer, great dude. Yeah. I uh, met him a couple times. Fascinating story, uh, uh, like his life. Um, Did a yeah. phone interview because he just couldn't make it down to the studio, you know? Yeah. Uh, but super, super awesome to talk to. Yeah. Yep. Tasted success in his coaching football coaching career mm-hmm. with a national championship. Yep. Um, and then realized that that's. It wasn't for him. It wasn't for him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, went on um, published author. Um, right. His book is uh, it's an easy read. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, very motivating, though. Mm-hmm. Very motivating. <laughs> Yeah, and his his was get curious, and you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, so he said, you know, uh, get curious, and he said, basically, the just like what we were talking about before, ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, be curious. Mm-hmm. And he said, he also said, you don't know what you don't know, and he said, um, which is super true. Like, you have no idea what's out there. Unless yeah. you try to seek it. Yeah. I mean, when I think about that, I kind of go back to one of the reasons why I wanted to start this show is because there's just so much out there. There's so many jobs out there that I have no idea even exist. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, that, I don't know. It, very uh, good advice. Get curious and try and find out what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then guest eight. Episode eight was uh, your brother, Kevin. My brother, which yeah. which is funny because I I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but I went back and re-listened to that episode and and realized that I didn't introduce him as my brother until like halfway through, more like three quarters of the way through, I yeah, think, yeah, or so. Um, <laughs> that was not on purpose, by the way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his he had some pretty good parting words of wisdom too yeah uh, don't be the victim don't be the victim mm-hmm. and that is so true i mean um he talked about there's so many people today that that uh some sort of wrong has been done to them or they feel like there has and they just want to oh oh they're wrong they're wrong they instead of moving on well i think it's uh, a lot of it is the woe is me mentality you know like uh i think of what was it Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite? You know, if Coach would just put me in, we would have won state. For sh- no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah, um, but I feel like it's it's uh, 
I know a lot of people that are the victim their whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, came down to uh, somebody else made a decision that messed up their job or their career or their employment or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's good advice. Uh, and then guest number nine was someone who I really wanted to get on the show. Looked forward to it. We had Gary Holt. Oh, what a great person. Yeah. And we also had, um, for the first time, I'm sure it's not going to be the last, we also had uh, JT, who was like the, you know. Special guest host. Host. Yeah. yeah. Special guest host. But yeah. also another great person. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. JT's a good guy. Uh, but Gary is just, he's one of those guys you sit down, you talk to, and before you know it, like five hours have gone by, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you just listen to these stories, and he's so genuine, and I know his stories are true because I've heard them over the years, right? And so have you. Yeah. And every time he tells the story, it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing deviates, nothing changes. Yeah. He might not remember if he's told you the story before. Right. <laughs> but he remembers the story, and it's always been the same. So, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a he's a great guy. Um, played uh, professional hockey. His brother played professional hockey with him. Uh, just doing a quick Google search, you find out that his brother holds the most penalty minutes in any hockey game, mm-hmm. even still today. Uh, but born in Canada, like I said, played hockey. Put in a lot of hard work to to get where he was, and then. Uh, Decided not to go backwards, you know, um, out of NHL and went and started working for a drilling company. Uh, I'm sure he met a ton of people doing that kind of stuff. I'm sure he put just the same amount of hard work in there too. Yep. And then then went on to be a corrections officer Mm -hmm. and uh, finally retired. But yeah, super, super good guy. What were his parting words of wisdom? His was... uh, to get in lo- to get along in life, there's got to be some hard work on your part. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Doesn't that just epitomize that guy? Uh, yeah, it really it does. does. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Uh, he, I mean, no, people that are listening might not know this, but when we knew him as a corrections officer, he would work like 16 hours a day. Yeah, well, they called him the overtime king because right. I mean. I I would I would bet that over I think he worked there for like 18 years, right? Is that what he said? Yeah. Maybe even longer than that. I'm not I'm not positive. But uh he said uh or or he I would say he averaged over a 1000 easy hours of overtime a year. A year, which is easy. crazy considering you work just over 2000 hours yeah, in 2000, regular time. Yeah, 2080. Alone. Yeah. And and then you're working half again as much in overtime. Yeah, yeah. I would say that average is probably very conservative at one thousand hours of overtime. But I mean, his last year, his last year, where overtime was scarce because of COVID, and we had extra bodies, you know, extra COs. He still managed to pull in a thousand hours of overtime. Yeah. So yeah, somehow. <laughs> but I mean, the, to me, the the hard work part, he just to the beginning of his story talking about hockey, you know, I mean, he put in a ton of work, him and his brother put in a ton of work to get where they were always doing hockey, um, after school, boxing, helping out the rink. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's, yeah. uh, Jason, let's take a short break before we. Podcasts are ranked by ratings, so we'd appreciate if you could rate our show and also give us a comment. It would help out the algorithm, which ranks us and helps other people find us more easily. Hey, everybody. If you live in the Coeur d'Alene slash Spokane area and you need your windows cleaned, give Brandon's Window Cleaning a call. They do window cleaning, pressure washing, gutter cleaning, and moss removal. Whether it's business or residential, they do a great job. Brandon's Window Cleaning... You can be found at brandonswindows.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-S-W-I-N-D-O-W-S dot C-O-M. That's brandonswindows.com. And we're back. All right, so we were moving on to episode 10. 10. 10 with Lou Spelgotti. Old Lou. Yeah, I wasn't there for that one. Lou, I, he's another friend of mine I know from college. Uh, great guy. I, I'm actually, he's one of probably five people that I'm really glad that I met and I have them in my life. Yeah, he, uh, where does he live right now? Somewhere on the East Coast. Oh, okay. Like, uh, kind of in the South, I think. Yeah. Yeah, episode 10. Yeah, so his he's a super smart businessman uh honestly he he has he knows the method to make make it work for Mm -hmm. him and um i wish that i had the entrepreneurial spirit that lou has because he just i mean he he was selling meat door to door yeah do you know how difficult that is I can only imagine how hard it would be to <laughs> knock on a door and say, hey. You want to buy some meat? You want some of my meat. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, that's ridiculous to think about, but, you know, people buy it. People buy it. Why? Because it's all about the salesman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's I, I think the same thing about, you know, magazine subscription salesman, salesman from back in the day. I mean... How many times do you get doors literally slammed in your face? Absolutely. A hundred. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine. I mean, cold calling, I think, sucks. Mm-hmm. Literally going up in someone's door and knocking. It takes a, I don't know, uh, a dedicated, not easily deterred person. Yeah. yeah. And, and a person that goes, well, I'm not going to take that to heart. I'm not going to. Uh, be emotional about it. I'm just going to move on to the next yeah. person, and the next yeah. person's going to buy something. And they're just keep that optimism up and keep the, the yeah. you know. I wonder how that's – I mean, have you ever talked to him about how he did, like, the sales training for that? He he didn't. He didn't. He's an, he, This guy is a natural at it. He just is. Well. And then once he once he gets down a nice little pitch that, that works for him, mm-hmm. he's, he's it's off and running. Hmm. Yeah, and he'll refine it as he needs to and stuff. Yeah, great, great dude, awesome dude. His parting words of wisdom. Yeah, they cut me deep. Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell me, do tell. What did he say <laughs> that cut you so deep? He said, "If you really want to be successful, you would do it." <laughs> because he said most people don't want to be successful. Most people want to win the lottery. 
Absolutely. It's like most people don't want to be wealthy. They want to be rich, right? I heard that the other day where wealthy is long term, right? Like you earned your wealth. Rich is you won the lottery. Mm. People talking about, uh, I heard that uh, in relation to the dream of day trading stocks where, you know, if I would have just invested in GameStop, man, I would be so rich. But wealthy people that invest in stocks invest in like uh, blue chip stocks. But right? depending like, on your platform, you couldn't have sold them. So what? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and then when you write a review about it, Google deletes it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, it's not untrue. I'm just yeah. saying. But yeah, no, I mean, what a great quote. You know, if you want to be successful, you do it. It's crazy. If you wanted to be successful, you would do it. Yeah. Yeah. But most people don't. Most people live in that comfort zone. I mean, there's millions, I mean, not probably millions, but thousands of motivational speakers out there that say that message, essentially. Well, and I and I know a lot of people, including myself, go, well, I, I do want to be successful. Mm-hmm. But do you, though? Because if you don't want to change anything to to. Yeah. Make well, I want to be successful as long as I don't have to change my life to be successful. That's what the mentality of most right. people is. Which yeah. is essentially winning the lottery, right? Winning the lottery, yeah. Hoping that something will land in mm-hmm. your lap. Yeah. Yeah. What if, <laughs> man, that dude, he, he he's kind of cutting me deep right yeah. now, too. <laughs> yeah. Lou, love you, buddy. <laughs> Hope you're listening. Yep. And then uh, next on the bell, we, or next on the show, we had Lonnie Bell. Um, who is a um, guard recruiter. That's his full-time job. For Air National Guard, right? For the Air National Guard, yeah. Yeah, Lonnie, he's uh, he's another one of those guys that's uh, super awesome to talk to. You know? Yeah, very charismatic. He's one of those guys that could you know, sell you your own shirt. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sell an ice chair to an Eskimo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's definitely one of those guys. Uh, great dude. Um, I've known him for, I don't know, probably 12 years or so. Uh, went through some hard times, but he has landed on his feet and is doing very well, which is awesome to hear. Um, super happy, you know. I mean, has has two kids now. That, that's, that's pretty new. Um, but, yeah, great guy. Great guy. Been deployed with him. He was actually my roommate for a while while we were deployed. Um but went TDY all over, all over with him, and then uh, what's TDY deployed. in case anybody doesn't know? Like temporary deployed, uh, it's a temporary duty station kind of thing. Uh, it's depends on I mean what branch you're talking about, but like um, some people will say I deployed to like Guam, whereas in the Air Force we would say you TDY to Guam. Gotcha. So deployment is typically like the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, great guy. Um, his uh, parting words of wisdom was, uh, I begin again, which is essentially what he was saying is there's always another goal. Uh, once you, you know, accomplish your goal for the day, there's always tomorrow. So true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. You know, I mean, if your goal is to just make it out of bed that day, right? Yeah. And you accomplish uh, that, then there's got to be another goal for the next day. Yeah, it kind of ties into um, what Travis Bush said, not his parting words of wisdom, but what he said where, you know, you got to um, set goals for yourself. You got to set small goals. You got to set big goals. You got to set dreams. 
And once you, you know, set, set things that are achievable too many times, people go out there and they set huge goals and they don't accomplish them without setting some smaller ones to achieve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, man, we've had some really wise people on the show. Seems honestly. like it. Yeah. Yeah. So for episode 12, we had Dave Hayashi from Dave, Dave's custom mods, Dave mods, customs, Dave's mods, custom. Damn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's difficult to say. It's it's like a tongue twister. <clears throat> Dave Mods. Well, that's his nickname, mm-hmm. and he does custom custom work for firearms. Um, interesting story. I mean, he started out, he fired up the old wood burner and went to work on his <laughs> gun. <laughs> Remember, I told him I said I would have practiced on a coffee mug handle. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, you're smarter than me." <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, a case for a Glock might be a smart. I mean, I I don't know. I I'd be super nervous to. Start messing, you know, I mean, because God, if you went too deep or you made it just hideous. Yeah. I don't know. But super fascinating guy. Um, was raised in Hawaii. Um, had the biggest, uh, I don't know, twist on any show or any show that we've had so far, I think. Yeah. If, if, you know, if he would have been sitting in the studio, uh, you know, because he had to he had to phone in because yeah. he was busy. But yeah. um if he would have been sitting in the studio when he mentioned that he was a male stripper and, and seeing the look on our faces, cause you and I looked at each other and we're like mouth drop, jaw drop. Right. And, uh, if he had seen that, he, probably, he probably would have laughed pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, it, the conversation wouldn't have been as good. I don't think, I don't think so either, but I mean, maybe I've lived a shelter life. I've never actually met a male stripper before. Have you never like had a conversation with, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, he did that for only a couple of years. Um, and then, you know, went on to do a bunch of other businesses. Yeah. Super cool guy. Um, if you don't follow him on Instagram or Facebook, you should, cause he's very motivating. He's always out there practicing, um, stays in shape, you know, he, he does what he loves, definitely. You can definitely Absolutely. tell that. Yep. Um, but his parting words of wisdom was teach your kids to respect themselves. And absolutely. Yeah. Because if you can't respect yourself, who are you going to respect? Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, he talks about, you know, you're going to set your kids loose in this jungle. You try and do your best to raise them, but ultimately they have to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And step one is definitely respecting themselves, giving them, you know, what they're worth. Yeah. You know, so what, what good advice for parents? Teach your kids to respect themselves. I love it. (laughs) Absolutely. So guest number 13 was Travis Bush. Travis Bush. Now I made a few mistakes when I talked about Travis. Yeah. Because apparently I didn't know. Confused MMA. MMA is different than UFC. With UFC. Okay. I yeah. get it now. I, I understand. <laughs> I've been ed- so educated, <laughs> especially with the video that I put out on Instagram about mm-hmm. it beforehand. But anyway, so great. He, Travis is an awesome guy. He really is. Mm-hmm. He, I've never met anybody in my life that I, th- I think, at least that I know of, um, that likes to fight like yeah. that guy. Yeah, I've met a few. I feel like it's definitely a calling. You know, it's a rare calling, but it is a calling. I've never met anybody that was expelled in the first grade for fighting. 
<laughs> Me either, for sure. So, um, but yeah, he's a also a guy that practices what he preaches, mm-hmm. uh, lives his life as an example. Um, you know, like I mean, he's a fit dude, always eating clean. I mean, he loves to help people too, you know, Yeah, which only makes it like, like, I I hate you so much because (laughs) you're so, you know, you're, you're just, he's got the body like young Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I mean, he works for it. That's the crazy thing. Absolutely. Is that he, a lot of people I think look at those guys and they say, oh, it has to be, um, genetics has to be whatever. Steroids steroids, or whatever. whatever. But The dude puts in the work and he eats the way he's supposed to eat, trains all the time, like, and is just just willing to help anybody that wants to go down that path. Well, he's successful in fitness because Mm -hmm. he put in the work because he wanted to be successful. Yep. Right? Just like Lou was saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to be it, you know, successful, you'll go be successful. Right. Yeah. Tough words. If you're eating a pizza, obviously that's not what you want to do. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean. Unless yeah. it's carb load, Dave. Right? <laughs> About to run a marathon. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't run marathons, but I love pizza, so I, I don't know. But his uh, his parting words of wisdom was, don't give up on anything. Go for it. Be goal-oriented. And don't let the naysayers get you down. Don't let the naysayers get you down. <laughs> yeah. Which... Again, we kind of go back to the the victim mm-hmm. thing. I think it's so easy to give up on your goals because the people that ha- you, you know that you surround yourself with essentially can either lift you up or pull you down. Mm-hmm. And the the people that lift you up, I feel, are really rare. You know, a lot Absolutely. of people say that they'll support you, but they was it like ninety percent of the people or more? I think I, I can't remember. <clears throat> Um, we were chatting about this one time, and you actually told me this. Yeah, want to see you fail? Yeah, I think it, I think it was ninety ten. Yeah, ninety percent of the people, or no, it was ninety five and five. That's what mm. it was. So ninety percent of the people that you know want to see you fail. Five percent uh, want to ride your coattails, and five percent are actually you know happy for your success. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and it's that other five percent that yeah they say like eighty six point seven percent of statistics are made up on the spot, but. I mean, you get the point, you know, like it kind of hits home. I thought it was um, 84.3. Yeah, whatever. Percent. I mean, whatever you want to make up. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but, I mean, I I can feel that, you know, the you are who you surround yourself with and most of the people that you surround yourself with, they would get jealous if you were successful and they weren't. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little I'm, – I'm not jealous – Per se, of people that are more successful than me, mm-hmm. um, but I, I am very envious. Yeah, well, I think the, it, like on the show, I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are more successful yeah, than absolutely. me. I can definitely see though if someone had a very similar story to your life, and they were super successful and you weren't, that you could get a little jealous. I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about that like. In at your place of work, if if someone was to leave and be way more successful than you were because they just went out there and did it, you know they had this grind, they had this mentality of I'm leaving my comfort zone. 
I mean, I'd be happy for him, I think. But at the same time, it would be like looking in a mirror and saying, why didn't I do that? What the hell? <laughs> what the fuck yeah. am I doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meet more. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Travis. And then the last guest that we had on the show was Nick Beveridge. And I met him at a... Um, there's this podcast out there that's actually called Bigger Pockets. And it's all about real estate investing, which is something I've always been interested in. And they said, look up your local real estate investing group, right? And so I Googled it. And uh, the only one that I could find was uh, this one for Keller Williams. And Nick Beveridge was the person leading it. Yeah, he's the one that started it. <clears throat> yeah, and so um, I went there, heard what he had to say, uh, seemed like such a great idea. It was so cool to see all these people that come together. Cause there's like money lenders that go to those things. There's property wholesalers that go to those things, a bunch of real estate agents. And then there's a bunch of, uh, investors, <clears throat> super good experience. Um, and then, yeah, we just hit them up to come on the show. Uh, and <laughs> what a great time. That was, that's a good dude. Yeah, he was very interesting to talk to. Um, it was, it was like talking to somebody that was way smarter than me, <laughs> is what it felt like, you know. Yeah, uh, and and just a super awesome dude to talk to. Yeah, great story. I love the um, my favorite stories is either someone that you know was at the top and had to go down to the bottom and then pulled themselves back up, or they started at the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, and he started. Essentially, I mean, it's living out of his car, right? In in Florida. And um, <clears throat> the only more bottom it gets is if, like, you don't have a bank account. I guess. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he started doing real estate with like a hundred bucks, a hundred dollars and a, a moped. moped. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, has grown to be, you know, successful doing what he loves. Absolutely. And so, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy to know. Um, his parting, or, <laughs> he said some stuff in the, I mean, like, I'm like, what would you say to the, the, uh, you know, the person who's thinking about in re- investing in real estate and, you know, they're worried about like, you know, they're worried about everything, you know, they're worried about the mold in the walls well, or whatever. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they're worried about the mold in the walls. Yeah. And there is. There is mold in the walls. Yeah. <laughs> like just very matter of fact. Yeah. But I get I get that. You know, like if you think that something bad will happen, more than likely it's going to happen when you buy someone else's property. Yeah. What you think about, you bring about or you plan for it. Right. And yeah. then if it does happen, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, like like he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do the um, 70 percent of the. uh repair oh, after repaired value mm-hmm. yeah the arv and uh your budget won't really ever like you know you won't blow your budget out of the water mm-hmm. but um but his parting words of wisdom it was it was very inter- before you get to that it was very interesting to me that he he his first house that he bought he lost on yeah uh because you know that's that's something that'll kick you in the butt and teach you a lesson right it will i feel like a lot i know a lot of people that have owned one rental and they get a bad tenant in there and you know wrecks their piece of property or whatever whatever happens with the bad tenant uh doesn't leave stops paying the mortgage doesn't mm-hmm. leave you know and you have to go through this long eviction process and stuff 
but it turns people off to the whole idea of real estate investing. Yep. He lost his first house because he didn't know what he was doing mm-hmm. and used it as a lesson, an expensive lesson, but le- used it as a lesson nonetheless. What did he say? He 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 built a shower in front of the washer and dryer so you couldn't. Yeah. Well, he like he boxed in the washer and dryer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, but I so, mean, growing pains, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, lessons learned, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so his parting words was. If you ever want to really learn something, you just have to go out there and do it. Which seems to be kind of the theme. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think if you were to take all of these and kind of compile it into one, it would be um, something about like, go out there, keep the grind, you know, get your hands dirty, actually do what you want to do don't just think about it like most people i think um ask questions and be respectful you know nothing comes without hard work absolutely yeah and i think as adults i'm certainly guilty guilty of this especially if you get a job that pays well enough Mm. you know i mean you're not rich per se mm-hmm. but you're not hurting either you yeah know? and if you get a job that pays well enough you essentially start thinking that you you know it all or or you've 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 done it all right you you stop asking why you stop having that inquiring mind yeah well i think i talked about this probably in like the the practice podcast that we did, mm. but, um, which are super awesome, by the way, I will release those someday, someday, someday. Yeah. But, um, when I was in high school, <clears throat> the, <laughs> the minimum wage in Idaho was $5 and 15 cents. Now, when, <clears throat> when was that? That was, give, give me a year. So I graduated in 2003. Okay. So minimum wage in, in high school, like I said, $5 and 15 cents. Um, I grew up in this small town called Priest River. Uh, Priest River is known for its mills, right? Like it's a mill town, uh, a lot of wood um, processing plants there. And in high school, you can go get a job, say at the grocery store or at McDonald's or whatever for five fifteen, or you could go get a job at the mill, which I believe started at twelve dollars an hour. Hmm. Now, twelve dollars an hour back then was good money right it was, i mean you were living large especially as a high school kid earning 12 dollars an hour however by earning 12 dollars an hour you were able to go finance things like snowmobiles you know the important stuff when you're in high school well yeah absolutely yeah. trucks you, you can go find you can go to les swab and finance your lift kit and your tires and your nice wheels right yeah you can go to um you know car toys and go get a new sound system financed so anyways you can finance stuff my point is, <clears throat> when you get a job that allows you to settle, right? And get comfortable. And get comfortable. You get in this comfort zone. And like we talked about earlier, um, most people get in that comfort zone. And that's just where they stay. And maybe one day my life will change. But I'm not going to sacrifice my comfort to improve myself or improve my situation. You know, 
Yeah, so it kind of hits home, definitely. Yeah, and and if you're one of those guys that goes, oh well, yeah, I'll um, I'll be successful someday. Yeah. Well, you probably won't be. No, I think it goes back to that. You want to win the lottery. You mm-hmm. don't want to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. My kids will be. I'll teach my kids how to fish someday. Yeah, someday. Right. Yeah. You. It's pr- only time. Probably There's won't. more of that, right? More time. There's yeah. always more time. Exactly, and that you know, it actually <sighs> took me. Boy, it, it took me a while to realize that. I always knew, like you know, mm-hmm. right? You can't get time back. Mm-hmm. But I came to the realization when there was okay. There was a trip that my wife took my kids on to the Oregon coast. This is pre-COVID and all that. This is a couple, few years back. And uh, recently, my wife was showing me pictures of their trip, mm-hmm. and the kids looked super young, and there were you know five, four or five years younger than they are now mm-hmm. and it made me remember what they were like back then yeah. you know and and there was one photo in particular that she took and it was of their muddy shoes mm. right so oh, god dang i just hit my mic um <laughs> but they <laughs> were kind of like standing around in a circle um with their feet together and and she pointed the camera down at their shoes oh, okay and took a picture of their muddy shoes right yeah. like in a circle and there was only three shoes, three yeah. sets of shoes, right? There Where's your been shoes, four. bro? And my thing was, is <laughs> I did have to work. I didn't have to work on the days she was gone, but i i didn't i I didn't want to come home and go to work the next morning. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. You know, and at the time, that seemed super important to me. Now, hmm. I want to go back and take that vacation with yeah. him, and I can't. You know, you just can't. You can't go back. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like that's a very common thing with, especially with children, is you're planning on there always be more time. But boy, does time move fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my oldest boy is 11 now, size 11 shoes. Yeah. Right? I went to get him new hockey skates the other day while he's while he's uh, at school. And uh, I didn't I didn't need him there. Cause I could just try them on myself, and that's what I did. Oh god! I tried on his skates for myself. Oh god! And then they fit him perfectly. Nice, right? And he's eleven. Uh, yeah, I was in the. Um, I was getting ready for work the other day, and I was thinking, um, in nine years, I'll have twenty years at work, right? Which is it's it's a good that's good. Um. A lot of people don't do 20 years in one spot, right? But I was also thinking, like, then I thought, like, what else is going to happen in nine years? And my youngest kid will be 18 years old. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's only nine years away, man. Right. Like, I remember back in high school, or, I mean, you know, in elementary school, whatever, summers used to last forever. Summers seemed to last forever. And now, I bas- I mean, it's weird for me that I'm like, shit, winter's here already. Right. You know, like, <laughs> winter's already over. Like, it, yeah, it's it's definitely a different uh, perspective of time. I think the older you get, the faster time seems to go, which is, I mean, it's a scary thought that if time's moving quicker for you, like, there's less time to do what you want to do. And you can't get it back. No, no. Yeah, so... So, 
I want to I want to just take a second to say thank you to everybody that was a guest on the show mm-hmm. that has been a guest on the show that's given us contacts of people that they know and and said hey contact these people you know they'd be great guests uh, we do have a great lineup coming up mm-hmm. um, off the top of my head I I can't one of them is uh, Don Poffenroth from Drivefly. Oh yeah, supposed to be on the show. Distillery. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ben Cook, uh, Shane Ray, he's uh, an artist and he's, you know, super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be on the show, uh, and there's going to be a lot more stories to come. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. All right, Ray. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Be sure to tell your friends about the show. 